0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome to the Oz Network for the end of Mighty Ducks four weeks. Uh, as we have crossed from one month into the other, so we can't call it a month, uh, but we've crossed from one decade into another, into another, into another uh, for this 30 year old franchise that made a massive comeback earlier this year. And we're finally here to talk about it um, because let's just say we weren't impressed enough that we felt the need to talk about it back in March, but
0: still still
1: impressed enough that we want to talk about it. It is the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the long awaited follow-up to the Mighty Ducks 3 that we've all waited for, uh, a.k.a. Mighty Ducks 4, a.k.a. Mighty Ducks Reboot, a.k.a. Cobra Kai Season 4. Uh, (laughs) My name is Colin and quack, quack, quack,
0: and my name is Ben, and I have more of a podcast body.
1: Oh, that's right. There podcasts in the show. Ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. Thank you. That's the one I've been hanging on to since they released the trailer, and we were going to be doing this weekly. So, you know, thought you would have stolen that from me, so I was going to use it no matter what. But, hey, you know, here we are.
1: Well, here we are, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, I don't I don't know about you, but this was a show that I heard about and thought okay this is perfect they're finally doing mighty ducks they got emilio estevez out of retirement this is gonna be the greatest show ever and i watched it i'm like that was a pretty good show not necessarily the greatest show ever but i feel like if we really look at as we did the mighty ducks trilogy leading into this uh it's it's adequate it's not going to top the original it's not going to be the heart of part three but um if i overall comparing this, I would say this is kind of on level with D2 as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I was sceptical when they first announced this a couple of years ago. I was kind of like, yeah, New Mighty Ducks, like, you know, such a part of my childhood, loved the trilogy so much. So you, there's that level of excitement, but then... You just kind of get scared. I mean, it's no different to when they announced Jurassic World. It was like, oh, like, wow, a new Jurassic Park movie. But you were like, ah, uh, but they could destroy it. Like, do they need to do this? And obviously we've talked at length about Jurassic World in the past and, and you know, what they did with it. And it's, it's kind of always when they bring something like this back, it's got to connect with the older fans and introduce new fans. I get it. But, yeah, so I, I was somewhat skeptical and obviously – you know, our plan was to do this weekly, and we never ended up doing it. Stuff happened in my life; I didn't get a chance to watch this until only recently. So, kind of, you know, I, I sat on it for for a while, and I binged it all in one night. And there were some great highs in this show. There were some terrible lows in the show. I d- I still don't know how I'm digesting this. Maybe what a month after I watched it. Um, I know I've given lots of thoughts over the last few weeks. There are some great things about this show. There are some terrible things about it, but. The one thing that I'll say you told me is that they kind of kept the tone of the movies, which I agree with to an extent, but then they also take it too far to a point where I think now in reflection, they just, they didn't do it justice enough. And I think that ultimately my end goal is that, why do we need this? <laughs> like it's kind of, that's ultimately my feeling with it. I can defend Jurassic world in existence and what they're doing for the franchise. As much as it's still not a candle on the original trilogy, I still see why it exists and what they've done for the, the franchise. This, I don't know. I think I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. it kind of puts a bit of a stain on the original trilogy. So there's my long winded initial thoughts on these 10 episodes of a TV show.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as say it puts a stain on it. I feel like enough time has been removed that you're doing a brand new story. And if I'm going to choose between having a full reboot with no connection to the original, that sort of pretends the original doesn't exist uh, or having this, that's a, reboot with 20% connection to the original. I'll still take this. Uh, And I know you haven't seen it, but I'll mention it several times throughout this episode, Cobra Kai. Uh, It kind of set the bar for this. And I feel like when Cobra Kai came out, that's when they said, we have an idea on how to do the exact same thing for the Mighty Ducks. Uh, The biggest difference is I think Cobra Kai really cements itself as a sequel to the original. We're going to take these two characters from the original show, and we're going to catch up with them later in their life. And through them, we're going to introduce a new generation to this. When, when the, the Karate Kid remake came out with uh, Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, you know, I, I, I still defend that movie. But that was like a full reboot where they're like, we're just going to remake the original movie. Uh, is not going to be connected to it in any way, but we're just going to tell the same story. And I feel like that did it fairly well, all things considered. But Cobra Kai sort of proved, okay, we're going to, satisfy all those old fans a hundred percent and introduce new fans a hundred percent and just nailed it. And you know, that shows still going strong and this, it, it maybe lean more towards this is the new generation. So do we need Emilio Estevez in it to connect it as far as the story goes? No, but am I happier for them having him in it? Yes.
0: Yeah. See, that's where I don't know if I agree. I want Emilio Estevez back. Of course, I do. He is the Mighty Ducks trilogy. But I think, in hindsight, make him a guest star on an episode or two. Because this is my biggest problem with this show: is to me, they destroy the character of Gordon Bombay. They just, they just take it to a level where he's just almost like just comedic fodder. It's, it's. This is almost like what they did with Jeff Goldblum in, in- Independence Day Resurgence. They just, they yeah. don't. They just go over the abundance of goldblumness that they make him into a parody of himself, and they forget what the original character was in the first movie. There are elements of the OG Gordon Bombay in this, but I mean, in that very first episode where the whole joke is about him eating cake and oh, all, this from around like it just I don't know. Like Gordon Bombay <laughs> was never a car- Gordon Bombay was never the cartoon character of the show. Gordon Bombay was always the the glue that held the show together, uh, the movie series together, I should say. We said that enough last week in D3, that he was the emotional heart. You know, he was in it enough to kind of ground it into what it was. I think if you're going to do this, if you're going to connect the originals to this one to create a new generation, bring back one of the kids, bring back Adam Banks, bring back, you know, Fulton, bring back one of them, and then bring Gordon Bombay back for just like this whole Spirit of the Ducks episode, which obviously was a highlight of the show. Because even then I kind of had problems with, you know, who they bring back and what they say about them. I mean, they just don't know what they do with Gordon Bombay in this show. One minute he's just hilarious, and then it's all of a sudden like, oh, but he's his icon. Like, I think I've said multiple times, I think on his Wikipedia page in this show when Lauren Graham's character looked him up, they literally have the words like the godfather of hockey. If he's so amazing, like, it just it doesn't make sense that he's working in the back alley of a rink. Like, I'm sure if Wayne Gretzky right now went bankrupt and went into obscurity somebody's still going to recognize him working in a back alley thing in a rink like and they're painting out Gordon Bombay to be on a Gretzky level like it's just it's inconsistent it's just it's annoying they seemingly forget about a lot of what happened in the original trilogy which is always a big gripe I have with these sort of reboots and continuations it's it's not that hard to rewatch a movie series and write down a couple of notes on a piece of paper to go this is when he was born this is what he did at the end of D3 let's pick it up from there like it's just, and that's my biggest thing. Emilio Estevez does what he does in this. He looks amazing. He has a few good moments, but like, that's my biggest problem with this. They, they just make his char- character into a cartoon. And I just, I don't appreciate that. Bad, bad call, Disney.
1: <laughs> See, this is what we've been teasing for the last couple of weeks that we were going to disagree on. Cause I love what they do with Bombay in this. Cause it is slightly unexpected. Although it, I don't feel like it is outside of what the character should be doing. If you go back to the first Mighty Ducks movie, I mean, he is kind of that cartoony joke. It, it, he's more of a villainous character uh, than he is here. But but really, then is he? Because he's introduced in the first Mighty Ducks. He's a sleazy lawyer. He gets a drunk driving charge. He makes a fool of himself in court. He gets handed this uh, this community service sentence. Uh, doesn't want to do any of it. And we're sort of catching up with him. And you're like, well, it's come full circle. He still is a mess because really... How much of the character is going to change if you remove hockey from him? And I think that's the interesting thing I, I I found about Bombay in this series is that this was a guy who was brought out of the gutter because of hockey. So if you take hockey away from him again, he's probably you know, realistically back in the gutter again. And that's and and I actually liked that they didn't make him full on in the gutter. I mean, he's still got a business. You know, he's paying the bills. He's eating cake. That, that cake thing, I, I'm surprised he didn't like it because... That that's that's what any of us would do. That's what you and I would do, right? We're like, you know, it smells fine. Sniff test. It's okay.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm a bit more, you know, normal than that. I, I think. Did I ever tell you my food poisoning story? <laughs> I, I I'm intrigued. I I wonder how, how that would have happened if you're just eating stinky food sitting on the table. <laughs> well, it's not stinky. Here's
1: here's the thing. Well, I had ha- made like a, a shrimp pasta one time, and it must have been left out. I went to work. I was working. Oh, what was the shift? Like either five till one 30 in the morning or six until two 30 in the morning. So I get home and it's either two or three in the morning and I'm like, Oh, this pasta was left out. I should probably throw it out. But I'm like, well, let me do the sniff test. So I smell, I'm like, it smells completely fine. Let me eat it. I ate a huge plate of it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is fine. An hour passes. This is fine. I fall asleep. I wake up in the most excruciating pain I've ever been in. I'm throwing up. Uh, <laughs> I end up calling my sister because I'm like, I don't know what to do. Do I need to call an ambulance? And she's like, well, what'd you do? I'm like, I ate pasta. It's like, okay, well, you know, how old was it? I'm like, well, only a day, but it was on the counter. She goes, okay, you have food poisoning. Just <laughs> telling me that. Just catch, yeah, you got food poisoning. Some foods, the sniff test doesn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, the only but time I ever did that was I was when I was in quarantine earlier this year in Sydney and I'd gotten Uber Eats. And I'd like, I, I ate some lunch and then I just kind of sat it out. I was going to put it in the fridge. I'm like, now nah, I won't eat any of this later. So anyway, it was like six hours later and it was like chicken and pasta. And I'm like, oh, should I eat this? Ah, oh, sure. Why not? And I didn't. I was fine. So, you know, that's the only time I've ever done something like that.
1: <laughs> I, I'll say I was, I was probably in my early to mid, more likely mid twenties. I think that actually makes me look worse. But uh, anyways, back to Bombay. <laughs> um, I like that we get something a little bit different from him. And I like that we get this he's back in the gutter and he's got to find his way. Cause I feel like forgetting about whether or not you want like the cake eating stuff or, uh, you know, him just being in this dingy rink, the idea of him suddenly hating hockey and getting his spirit revived the same way it was in the original. That's what I really love. So the story arc we get here feels appropriate for him because it is in line with pretty much all the movies. I mean, you take hockey away from Bombay and what is he? He's nothing.
0: But I, I this, that's where I, I can't agree with it because, yeah, I see what you're saying. But if, if, if what happened to him, how they painted out to him happened, he should hate this even more and not want anything to do with it completely. Like, I get it in the first movie that he's disgruntled and he kind of finds it, but then this is what the third movie was when he's, like, saying about how this changed my life. Like, he's literally in that amazing monologue we talked about, how he's like, this amazing thing happened. I got booked for drink drink driving and I found you guys and my life was changed. So, like, that's where... I hate the fact that they kind of send him right back to rock bottom again. Like, I hate that. Like, it just, it makes well, me... It's 25 it, years
1: later. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> who's like, going to hold like, on to
0: everything for 25 years? But this is such a Disney thing. This is such a show, like a trope thing. Like, oh, everyone's life turns to shit. Like, I don't want to watch a show like this. Like, I want to watch a show like this and see that he's gone on to great success and he's still holding on to it. And, you know, like, my, my idea for a story for this, that they could tweak it slightly and I think it would work better if you're going to recycle something. Because another thing that I absolutely hate hated was the fact that they turn the mighty ducks into the hawks and then by mm. the end of it oh let's just start our new team and take their name no that like that like that's an insult to the original i'm, I'm insulted as a district five fan back in the day <laughs> like to me what they should have done is they should have had it that the ducks had become crap again that they had gone on a bit of a run bombay went on to success they couldn't maintain it so here we are again back into you know and they're on the brink of being closed down, like, you know, they had this amazing success, but boom, what are we going to do? Bring in, let's say, Fulton, he's, you know, I'm going to bring the spark back, and the only way I can do this is I'm going to get some old Bombay magic, and Bombay is now a coach in the NHL or something like that, and he doesn't forget his roots, so he's going to come back and he's going to help for it, you know, give a bit of inspiration, boom. Like, things like that, because, like, when they bring back the guy's in what episode six or whatever it is, like there are things there that also annoy me. I think I mentioned like Adam Banks, like have a passing line that, hey, you went on to be this superstar in the NHL. You know, like it's okay, like gee and Connie, like it's great they're still together. Actually, I really do like the fact that they've kind of stayed together. I weirdly like that, but like it's just I don't know, like this is where it comes down to me saying watch the original trilogy note down that the entire original trilogy was about how amazing adam banks was of course he's going to go on to be a superstar this whole arc of gordon bombay coming from the gutter to already being the player management of the goodwill games like i mean all of a sudden it's just like boom like shit that down and if you're going to make him go back to rock bottom don't just all of a sudden make his storyline of he went on to coach at college but did something slightly illegal so he went to rock bottom i mean this is the inconsistency of it they don't basically imply that they should say, like, he went on to the Goodwill Games. Once they folded, then he got picked up by this college. like, And make that the the academy or whatever the name of the school was in D3. and deuce, I don't know. There's just no consistency to it. I think they almost imply here that he went on to the NHL or he was a pro player, like, after D3. Like, that makes even less sense than what it did at the end of D1 to D2. There's, there's, again, my gripe is the consistency of it. It's all well and good to have a story on paper. Let's bring Bombay back to earth and bring him back to the top again. <laughs> Fine, but even then I argue that does he have an arc in this show? Like, he just kind of floats around and laughs at Lauren Graham. They don't really know what to do with her character, so they're kind of like, I felt like they were going to turn her into the next Bombay, but then they kind of sideline her and then make Bombay the coach anyway and then bring back Graham, whose whole thing is, let's have fun, which, okay, (laughs) I know that was kind of the point of the original three, but they still learnt hockey in the original three and then they end it with this big sort of like anti-climax of oh no they're injured or disqualified they can't play in the final but hey let's have a d3 style grudge match and whoever wins gets the name which is dumb like i like the moment where they're all on the ice in the original green jerseys great nostalgia but just just problems with it and like they've got a season 2 now maybe they can save it i'm ranting sorry but <laughs> it's just it's just this is just what frustrates me when they bring back things this is always my fear is that they can do something and they take like like this is a really weird sort of comparison. So bear with me. I I've never been a big fan of these rebooted shows. You know the ones that I love. Like the X Files had like a twenty eighty success rate in terms of you had twenty percent good episodes. The rest were kind of pointless. What was the point of those? The one that really started off well and got me so excited. Kill more when girls. They d- <laughs> fuck off. Um, <laughs> when they when they brought back Will and Grace. Like, the first, like, few episodes, like, this is like it's never left. It's exactly the same show. This is great. This is what Will and Grace is. Even though I can ignore the fact, the inconsistency of the story, to just ignore the finale and turn it into a bit of a joke, okay, but then it just went downhill so quickly. It became so preachy. It became so over-the-top silly. You literally had an episode which was just a 20-minute, um, you know, reflection on I Love Lucy, so let's make the Will and Grace characters in an I Love Lucy episode. Like, it was just, what was the point? So my long-winded rant here is that just, like, it just, there were good moments, nostalgia, yay, but I just kind of feel it's just, just not, not, it's kind of like the Disney sequels of star wars it's like there's some moments but did we need them no uh
1: so just going back to your idea of what they should have done i don't think there's anything wrong with that but i feel like that is the predictable route that's exactly what every show would do we have the new or the kid from the original who's the new coach and then we bring in bombay uh i i feel like two problems with that one it is the predictable route and what we get here is Slightly less predictable, which so I'll explain why it's not completely unpredictable in a second. Uh, but the second bar being that that eliminates Emilio Estevez as a selling point of the show. Because I, I feel like no matter what, you're going to have to sell this with Emilio Estevez. Why did three not do nearly as well as the first two? Everybody knew Emilio Estevez was barely in the movie. I mean, he's he's yeah. got his name on the poster, but you know he's not part of it the way he was in the first two. Uh, if you promoted this as uh who's the guy who plays Fulton Reed uh um Matt Doherty no
0: that's Lester uh Eldon Henson sorry
1: (laughs) Eldon Henson Eldon Henson's a fairly big name now I mean he's he's gotten a lot of popularity because of the Daredevil TV show but you put Eldon Henson Mighty Ducks you don't get even half as many people tuning in as if you have Emilio Estevez didn't they do that
0: with the Karate Kid thing isn't this main star of that not like the main kid from Karate Kid no
1: what they did with what they did with Cobra Kai is they took the main star the karate kid and the villain Johnny and they kind of gave them equal screen time right okay. so you're telling two stories and the second part of that is that they, they do both things what you're suggesting with the Mighty Ducks and what what you know the show did here they have one of them basically go completely into the gutter and one of them turned on to be this extremely successful person but they both have that story arc where you could say the same thing oh a lot hasn't changed they make a lot of mistakes throughout the course of the show uh but the way that I'm doing it where Bombay's a success, I feel like you don't have as much opportunity for story there and you only have Amelia Estevez coming in. So they can't sell it now where what they did here is slightly more original, but less original is they, they basically have copied, like you said, with the the whole, them becoming the Hawks. Again, I don't necessarily mind that when I saw it in the trailers, I'm like, well, is this really mighty ducks then? Uh, it's the, let's, Oh, the name of the team oh, that don't bother us just off. You could have called them anything. I would rather New Orleans
0: Pelicans,
1: thank you. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just an awful name, but uh, that idea of, well, the the Ducks are now technically the villains, like the Hawks in the original, the way that, okay, the good guys are almost like Cobra Kai in the new one, and Cobra Kai might be the heroes, you kind of play with that, it's completely ripped off of Cobra Kai. Uh, which... I just don't
0: like it though, because like that to me is like, if all of a sudden Luke Skywalker's the emperor in the seat. like, it's just, it it kind of just takes or, it away. Isn't, that, from isn't that why people complain
1: about Last Jedi? I mean, whoa, that's not consistent yeah. with Luke's character.
0: But I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Like, but I mean, that's like, you think, I get it with any sort of reboot kind of bridging the, the errors. You've got to kind of not rely heavily. You've got to introduce new characters. Like it's a Star Wars sequel thing, but like I think you can make so many comparisons with the Star Wars sequels because like, you know, what did we get from any of the returning characters in the Star Wars sequels that added to their character arc from the original trilogy? Mm. You know, maybe Han, but but yeah, but like, I mean, he's gone so quickly, and then he kind of gets a weird scene in the Rise of Skywalker. Like, it's oh, that's you know, awful. like, it's and like, I know it's not their fault with Leia, like, I understand that it's, it's not their fault that Carrie Fisher died unless Disney killed her, <laughs> mm. but but like, I get it, like, but it's just, I don't know, like. I, I I'm being I'm being a lot more critical than I thought I was because there's a lot of this show that I did enjoy. Like I didn't hate this show. I guess I just hold my Mighty Ducks trilogy in such high esteem that I can you know just like, like I was I kind of felt like I was a bit this way in the Space Jam in, in a new legacy and that was different though because they didn't rely they just kind of had a couple of references and made it its own thing. Um, so you like, I can, you know, I understand that. And it's weird with like, I remember seeing Jurassic world for the first time. Go, wow. Like that was really, really good. But obviously I've become more critical of Jurassic world over the years, but I don't dislike Jurassic. I mean, I'm one of the few people on this planet who like fallen kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I appreciate what they've done there. I, I get everything you're saying. Like, and it's, it's, I'm not going to old man get off my lawn at from download double OZ seven <laughs> from the other night. Um, but it's just, I don't know. Like I just, I just don't like the fact that you, like, whenever they have Me specifically. I don't like the fact that you, Colin. (laughs) I don't like you, Colin. I don't. (laughs) Now watching the trilogy, it's different. It's like when you watch the episodes four, five, and six of Star Wars, you've got it in the back of your mind now what's canon and what happens to these people. And and that's kind of where I can now watch the happiness of the the end of D3 and kind of feel that. it's, It's why Toy Story 4 pisses me off so much. It's because you have such a great trilogy, which kind of just cements it. And cool, money, let's make a fourth one. Great, fantastic. And you do some all right stuff in Toy Story 4. But then you end it and it's like, fuck you. Like, what was the point of those first three movies if that's the message you're going to have? Fuck you, hashtag not my Toy Story. And this is kind of hashtag not my Mighty Duck. Hashtag not my Bombay. That's all I'll say. (laughs)
1: Uh, Moving on past Bombay. Uh, (laughs) This is getting heated. Um, I said he was probably one of my favorite
0: 10 movie characters in movie history. I'm going to be (laughs) defensive and upset what they do to my man. Come on.
1: My man. (laughs) My man. me. I'm a Bombay. (laughs) I'm, I'm sort of with you because in terms of Star Wars, I mean, Luke Skywalker might be my favorite movie character of all time. And even though I don't love what they did with him in Last Jedi, though, I... I still like the direction they went in because it is something different. I feel like for what they did, he's probably one of the few things they handled right in that movie. And I kind of feel the same with Bombay. Is it exactly what I expected of him? Is it exactly what I would have wanted? No, but am I interested and did they handle? Cause I feel like his character is probably handled better than some of the other characters in the show. But speaking of the other characters in the show, uh, let's talk about, I guess the team first. This is one thing that I immediately liked about the show. They, they, they perfectly matched the team from the original. You you have the Averman character, which is the podcast kid. Uh, I actually think yeah, he's hey, maybe podcast better than he...
0: represented.
1: Yeah. Woo! Even if he wasn't a podcaster, like this kid steals the whole show. The, I, and I'm the...
0: disappointed that when I was working for the Peninsula Panthers as their official podcast host, I never got called up to play. Like, come on. <laughs> That's how it works well, in North America. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> That's because you're you're a lot more in line with the the other best new character they have on this show, the Canadian. Yes. This is what I'm excited about. Setting up the joke without spoiling too much. I mean, this guy comes in, he's Well, he's, this is
0: a spoiler review, Colin. So I think you can spoil it. Okay, it, it is a title, spoiler so. review. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so he comes in, he's good looking, he's got a Maple Leafs jersey, he's cool. They shoot him in slow motion. And they could have just let that be the joke, and then in the same scene through the punchline in, and, oh, I can't skate, I can't do anything. I actually really suck. Cause I think he even says something like that. It's like, yeah, I really suck, you know, <laughs> just leaving it that. Which I but didn't they catch let it on. it.
0: Dra- wasn't that obvious, to be honest. Sorry to interrupt, but like well, I, I and, remember and when I, he's kind of in, I'm like, oh, there's gotta be a catch here, what's going on? My idea was never that he was gonna be bad. That I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And
1: I think the reason why is because they let it breathe. They're like, we're gonna let you wait on this. And it, it takes yeah. a while before they reveal this that's just such a fantastic idea because I don't think we really had any of these, you know, Oh, I don't know how to stop. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, I, I have no control over my shots. We didn't have a Fulton. We didn't have, a yeah, there's uh no, like, special
0: skills is there really from anyone in this yeah in this show. and yeah. and
1: even you know i sort of look back on the mighty ducks movies and remembered them as oh they're like every other sports movie where every kid has that one obstacle but they weren't like that you had one or two kids and he's sort of the kid that does that <laughs> those two characters are great i thought the lead character was a, a, a decent fit in for charlie you know mm. he's he's good he's likable he's not necessarily funny uh they have maybe well, there's more development for the other characters, which does throw me off a little bit because we're coming off of these movies. We're not, but then you figure there's 10 episodes. And I, one thing more than anything that we talked about that I loved, they don't make a big deal about the fact that girls are playing boys hockey. Like, because yeah. if you just did it now, it would be like star Wars where Leia's is incredible. And then all of a sudden you get 30 years later and people are like a girl can't fight you <laughs> that that's what was yeah. so bad about the star Wars movies. The mighty Ducks movies never made a big deal about this and they don't make a big deal about it here overall i think there's a couple characters on the show that kind of annoyed me but i'll I'll put the disclaimer on there they annoyed me because i felt like i was seeing too much of them compared to the movies but you do have to excuse that it's 10 episodes versus an hour and a half movie
0: and this is maybe actually where i will say that this might have actually been better as just d4 they should have just made this into a movie like even if it's just a disney original disney plus original movie it doesn't have to be a theatrical release because yeah i agree with i think like I will stand by the kids are fantastic in the show. And that's what make the original so good is that we, we talked about how these kids aren't annoying. They're good actors. They've got good chemistry. They work. And at the heart of it, as much as Bombay is the central part of it, the kids are the ones that make it. And I think that this works well. What what doesn't work well, and I'm sure we'll talk about her separately, is I think Lauren Graham doesn't really fit into this show. And that's not necessarily because of my personal opinion on her. I just think her character's odd. Um, But that's just Lauren Graham. But, yeah, I'm with you, like, with these kids. The thing that kind of frustrates me about this being a TV series is you do get, like, these pointless plots that are just, like, what's the point? Like, you've got the podcast kid who has a crush on a much older woman for an episode. So, ooh, let's, like, you know, do this. We've got the main kid and the other girl. Like, will they, won't they? Okay. You've got, like, the the pretty girl who plays on the team and the geeky girl. And, oh, let's share TikTok. But, oh, no, it's awkward because I'm popular. I can't hang out. Like, it's just – it's cliche. I get it. It's a kid's show. It's a Disney Channel thing. I get it. Fine. But, like – this is a weird comparison, and you you won't really get this. I think one of the ones we've agreed to do on Canada versus USA month next year is a movie called Tomorrow When the War Began, and it's based on a, a it's basically Red Dawn in Australia. Like you know, it's, I've I've talked about it before. If people don't know what it is. It's John Marsden series of books. Yes, but Colin, I've read some of the books. Um, <laughs> Liar. Basically, a bunch of kids go away for a weekend camping in Australia, and when they come back, they find out that Australia's been invaded. So they've got to like create a you know their own force to fight back, and it's 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 great. They made a movie of it. uh Two We'll do it next year. That's one of the ones I want to do. Um, It was a great movie. It was maybe one of the first Australian movies I've ever seen, which felt like an American blockbuster. It was very well done. Um, But then they decided a few years ago to make a TV series of it. It's like, okay, cool. Like this is, I get it because they never made a sequel. So this could be exciting. It's like a 10 part TV show. And for the most part, it, it retained everything. But then they just added all these pointless side plots that weren't in the book. You know, it's like because it's a TV
1: show and you've got ten hours still, right?
0: And it's like let's let's get to know the the main army guy, like, and that was the point of the book and the show. Like, you never knew who these people were that were invading the country. They were sort of faceless armies who you didn't even know what country they were from. But in the TV show, it's like, no, we've got to develop. Why are they invading Australia? Why what are they doing? It's like we don't need to know that. So this is what this show to me was. It's like, yeah, the developments there. But, like, I don't know. I feel you could have made this a movie and kind of just gotten away with the whole story itself or maybe just a five-part miniseries. I don't know. Again, I'm nitpicking for nitpicks. The point is the kids are fine. The kids are good. I like the Canadian <laughs> kid. He was great. The The main guy I think is fine. Yeah, the podcast kid is great. The The video game hockey goalie, sure. Um, like, I like the geeky girl. She was kind of quirky enough. Um, the The main sort of girl that comes in from the Ducks to come back on the team, she's good. Um, yeah. And like, that's where I think a lot of the feel comes back from the trilogy. Like the, the hockey stuff feels like it is part of the original trilogy. So mm-hmm. I'll give it that.
1: Ah, oh, breakfast is served. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> wow. Thanks, Jamie. One day you'll send me something.
1: Um, uh, let, let's talk about Lauren Graham for a second. This does throw me off a little bit. I think again, because you're introduced to her as, the main character it's Emilio was introduced pre- pretty early, but it takes about halfway through the series before he's anything more than here's the Emilio scene of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think what you said is completely right. You, you literally have no clue what they're doing with her character. Is she the mom who's trying to get this team made? Is she the new coach? I wouldn't mind if they did either of those, but it's the fact that they're doing both. Um, mm. and then on top of that, they're throwing in this love story. Uh, Which
0: goes nowhere as well. It's annoying. Like it just, yeah. Kind of like the one in part two. That's why I'm saying this is the D2
1: of uh, Ah, the the new Mighty Ducks. But uh, this is 10 episodes. So yes, you have room for a lot of stuff. But whereas we're talking about, okay, well, they're stretching the kids out. You're getting more than you're used to in Mighty Ducks. So it's a little distracting. I feel like that's something that in future seasons, we're going to accept a little bit more. Um, These are 10 episodes of half an hour length. And what they, the amount of things they do with her character, it really is all over the place in this show. So uh, I feel place. like of all the things I actually, I'd be completely torn between, is she the new coach who has no experience slash co-coach, or is she the mom who's going to support this team and get it off the ground and use her legal expertise? Either of those I'm okay with both of them was too much, uh, way too much to cram in for, especially a, a character in a kid's show. Uh, but We both said in past episodes, uh, I think it was in D2 we talked about her, that we have this same slight annoyance with her. It's like there's nothing wrong with her. You don't mind her. But she has this overly bubbly style of acting that's just a little bit abrasive. And at least to us, we find it a little bit too much. Uh, This is the most toned down I've ever seen her. uh, And she did Parenthood, which was, I'd say, about 70% drama, 30% comedy. Uh, and she's probably more toned down in this than she was Parenthood. Uh, I, I finished the series hopeful that this character will really work in the second show. But they gave her way too much to do in this one. Uh, and the idea of her trying to get this new team off the ground, I feel like that's rebooting the first Mighty Ducks movie the same way that we had District 5. But we had one scene in District 5 where he's like, hey, I'm going to call in favor of my boss and he's going to support the team. This was enough. This would have made it something that's in line with the originals. And then the whole idea of, well, Bombay's not willing to coach. I'm going to try to coach. That works. It's just the two together was way too much for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that's my thing. Like yeah, Lauren Grahams just, I think she's one of those actors that she's, she's always going to be who she is. She's never going to change. And she has, a I, I, I cannot imagine that Gilmore Girls fans did not watch this show because they love Lauren Graham. Like, Mm -hmm. I cannot stand Gilmore Girls at all, in the slightest. Just cannot stand that show. But... Like it's got its fans, and no doubt people like there are plenty of TV shows that I'm gonna, you know, like I'm a Friends fan, so like if you know I, I watched episodes purely because Matt LeBlanc was in it, you know I watched uh, that David Schwimmer whatever the show was in the last year that he did the UK show, which is actually quite funny, um, purely because David Schwimmer's in it. I haven't watched the Morning Show yet with Jennifer Aniston. I want it. like I watch these shows. I watched Cougar Town because you know you do that when you're a fan of a show. You like to see what they're in elsewhere. And I think kind of Lauren Graham's got to kind of stick to a fan base. Like, they like her for that kind of quirky, talkative kind of person, right? But when she has kind of some serious scenes, she's actually pretty good. Like, Mm -hmm. kind of in the first episode when she's, like, standing up to this perfect, like, the thing that baffles me about this is, like, again, having experienced hockey in Canada, this is how hockey is. Like, I mean, it's, it's a sad fact that, yeah, if you're not, like, good enough by 15, you're not going to make the pros. I I learned that. Like, it amazed me because that's not really how it is in Australia. Like, yeah, it is kind of, but you can still make the pros in Australia in our sporting leagues if you're in your early 20s and, you you know, like it's not out of the realms of possibility. Whereas from what I learned from hockey, in Canada at least, if you're not good by 15, you're screwed. You're never making the NHL. So, like, it's kind of, I like that kind of thing that they're trying to do. Like, hey, come on, guys. It's not all about this. Let's have some fun. I get it. It's a Disney thing. But, like, make her the coach. Just make it, like, don't play this joke of I don't know what I'm doing. Why isn't Bombay teaching her how to coach? Like, yeah. like, make it an inspirational thing. And if you're going to have a love story, kind of have it there and just do that. Because, again, they're all over the shop. Like, by the end of it, it's like, oh, she's not coaching, but then she is, then she's not, then she is, then she's not. And she's got no development as a coach. It's just kind of like she's relying on a kid to do drills. Like, it's just, it's it's odd. So, like, think about Bombay and um, Coach Orion, like, they both had their development enough as to why they're a good coach and why you like it. Like I want Mm -hmm. this from her character and maybe they just kind of did a first season to tick a few boxes and maybe season two will come along and it will do everything we're saying. But, yeah, this isn't me speaking out against Lauren Graham because, again, I'm not a Gilmore Girls fan. I'm not a Lauren Graham fan. I've seen her in Gilmore Girls. I saw her get fucked by Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa. Um, (laughs) She was in something else I think I saw her in. Um, But... Outside of that, it's just like, sure, she's the girl from Gilmore Girls, but um, I don't know, rants aside, I don't know. What did you think of the, I want to ask you, the coach guy for the Ducks, the long-haired guy? He was a bit, I don't know what they were doing with him either. He
1: was pretty over the top, I think, even for a Mighty Ducks movie. Again, this is very Mighty Ducks 2. But the, again, kind of like Lauren Graham, there are a couple of moments where they they pull it back a little bit from just the pure comedy of him. And you're like, wow, this is actually not bad. Um, it, it's a kid's movie, so you're going to have that over-the-top stuff. If I'm going to rank my Mighty Ducks villains, he's probably bottom of the yeah, the, the villain I'd coaches. I guess, do we even have a villain coach in the, the third one? Not really, but...
0: Well, um, that's the the varsity guys right there, the pricks. You know, like yeah, when we discovered they're not really evil, so... <laughs>
1: exactly, you know. they're the good guys. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he's not bad. With the, the Ducks, I actually came up with an idea kind of just merging what we were saying uh, with, now we could talk a little bit about the end of the show too. The idea that the Ducks just became corporate, they became the Hawks. That's where I think maybe you didn't necessarily have to do that. I do think you need to do something where the Ducks have kind of lost their way. Uh, and this show gets into it a little bit where some of the kids on the other team are going, like, you know, I don't, I don't like this anymore. I want to join the Ducks. I feel like that would have been enough. If you, if you just had it where they're a corporate team and they have these big of fundraisers and all the parents are involved. Then it simply does become the Hawks, uh, which mm. I get why they went that direction, especially, you know, after Cobra Kai. But I think a better way to do this would have simply been, well, they're, they're just a team. They are any other team, but the kids have a bad attitude because the coach has a bad attitude. Uh, you didn't have to make them this super successful team where the coach, because the one thing I will say in defense of the coaches, the coach is simply doing his job here too. Yeah, you know, exactly. the parents are the villains. Uh, And I don't think you needed that many villains. I think you have too many layers of bad upon bad upon bad. You have bad parents, bad coach, bad kids. And I think that this maybe would have been a little bit more effective if you just simply did kind of shady coach makes bad kids.
0: Also, can we just point out that this league has the most boring league in history that literally what the Hawks won basically everything from like the 70s through to the 90s. And then (laughs) the Ducks have won everything from the 90s. So like, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like uh, some of the things I didn't mind, like I kind of like how they still kind of kept the OG teams when you see watch teams in the competition and they kind of made fun of the Hawks who are now the shit team, right? They're the team yeah. that everyone <laughs> can beat, which is kind of just a bit of a joke. But like the things that kind of annoyed me with what they did with the Ducks, like... Again, we live in a, a meta world in the Mighty Ducks universe, where a team in the NHL was named after them. We got that joke in the D three. They named a pro team after us. So now that this team, like no reference to that, like they should even a throwaway line can happen. I don't know something like that. And like I, I guess we can talk. I want to talk a little bit about episode six, probably the best episode, because that's where all the old characters come back. But like even the way they bring them back, and they have this big gala dinner that they are shunning Gordon Bombay. Like that to me is offensive. Like, I get that's kind of the plot of the, that's the plot, but like. Exactly. But like, that annoys me because why would they? Like, it's just. Because you need a season two and you need, (laughs) and and here's,
1: no, that's, that's a real thing. I mean, think about it. Uh, You have to have a season two. So you have to keep some type of conflict there. And plus they, they got some of these ducks back. We know there's one they didn't get back. There's no Joshua Jackson. There is a line in here that explains why they made Bombay's character the way they made him. You need a reason to bring Charlie back that needs to be big because this isn't just about, oh, are we going to get Joshua Jackson back? This is we have to make it worth jo- Joshua Jackson's bigger than doing Disney Plus guest spot you got to give him something really good to do. And I feel like that perfectly set up what will lure Joshua Jackson but, back to do this.
0: Yeah, I get that. And I understand that it's I do, but like, this is again, where maybe this works better as just a fourth film and not a tip. Cause like, again, it just, to me, it cheapens the character of Gordon Bombay. Like it just think about the Star Wars sequels again, like at least what they do right with Luke is he's still a legend. Like Ray, hears the name Luke Skywalker. Oh, I thought he was a myth. Like, Oh my God. Like Luke, like he's his hero. Like, Gordon Bombay's Mm. name should be mentioned in the Mighty Ducks Halls as, like, oh, my God, the Gordon Bombay. Really? Like, he didn't get invited? Like, not just some random person. Like, you know, he wasn't the coach who had a heart attack before Bombay came along. Like, like he should be, you know, he's a Minnesota freaking miracle man. He's the godfather of hockey. You know, again, is Wayne Gretzky's junior team shunning Wayne Gretzky because he went on to sign for the Kings. No, Wayne Gretzky played five minutes for a junior team in 1969. <laughs> he's their God. Like, he played for St. Louis. People forget that. There's people who wear Wayne Gretzky St. Louis jersey because he played for them for a season, right? So like Half people, <laughs> rem- people will have exactly people remember that shit. I just, I, I hate how they just cheapen Bombay even more by basically like, Oh, he made an illegal coaching decision. So we're going to shun him from the organ. Like fuck off. Like he well, could go team. against everything he taught them. I mean, from uh, their perspective, he is
1: a hawk now again, you know?
0: No, no, no. Don't like it. Sorry. <laughs> he, don't like she it. She just and won even, like the yeah. same Bombay in every movie. No, but it's not even the same. Like you want to, you want to feel like there's a development there to who the original character is like, I mentioned the independence I referenced. The, I know Malcolm's in Fallen Kingdom for literally five minutes. But, like, you, at least in his speech, he feels like Ian Malcolm still. I know you feels disagree. feels Malcolm. You disagree with me entirely in The Lost World that this was a development of Malcolm. And I disagree with you. I think that that is the perfect development of how Malcolm would turn out after the first movie. Read the book. I think it just, it's how it works. So I can see that development of Malcolm into what he turns into. I mean, we're, we're what, like nine months away from jurassic world three when they're bringing all three of them back so like i'm mm-hmm. i'm excited but i'm terrified because they fucking ruined my grant they ruined my ellie and they ruined my 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 malcolm but anyway i'm going on rants i get it i the, I, <laughs> I the thing is when i watched that episode i'd kind of i think i'd seen some social media around episode six you know spirit of the ducks that they were going to bring them back i i kind of liked that you know Fulton's a road worker and smash. Like, I kind of like some of the callbacks, like the smashing on the window is kind of fun. There and was Kenny's sm- there. Kenny, woo, woo, Kenny, woo. Um, I mean... <sighs> It annoys me a bit with the Banks character that, again, you can't just put in a lot, like, make him some megastar. He should be, like, a Sidney Crosby-esque player. That's how you bill him to be in the early movies. All you have to do is have, like, oh, I didn't think you – and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the Rangers are not in the playoffs, so here I am, or have him at an event everyone's wanting his autograph because he's fucking Adam Banks, you know. Um, even fucking you're bringing back Guy. But, like <laughs> – Again, I weirdly like that Gee and Connie are still together. It's kind of cute. You get one scene with Averman when he's kind of doing like, they're just mad, and you're still speaking like that? And it's like, no, I just thought I'd bring that back for, you know, it's fun. Um, But does, Ken, does Kenny actually have any lines? I can't remember any Kenny Wu moments in this show. No. <laughs> but um, again, rambling. That was probably the best episode of the show, uh, obviously, for well, nostalgic sake. Uh,
1: so here's, here's where I'm going to disagree a little bit. I feel like as a fan of the Mighty Ducks, is this the one that I remembered the most and enjoyed the most? Yes, but this has just sort of become a thing now. When you do these reboots, everybody—this is why they feel the need; they have to bring everybody back. And yes, you did have to bring Bombay back, but if if we look at Star Wars, you know, there are characters that are in Rise of Skywalker uh, that we didn't need in Rise of Skywalker lando yeah and and i i don't mind lando in the new one it's just there's no reason for lando to be there other than the fact that you got to satisfy those old fans yeah. if you look at like the imdb ratings this that episode is so far above and beyond all the others but as an episode itself here's my problem with it it's exactly what you just said these characters come in that they barely mention why they're there they're there for nostalgia we're going to show their faces we're going to have that moment where they give them the jerseys to be and that's nice but to me, I finished this episode. I'm like, this just screams we had no idea who was going to show up on set that day until that day. <laughs> because point. we don't have, like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, you guys are married now. Okay, just hold hands, you know? Uh, oh, okay, you're in construction. I feel like they said, we're going to have an episode. Let's make some phone calls to see who we can get. If we get everybody, we'll write it on the spot. And, and a lot of these character moments felt like they were written on the spot or not written at all because they had to have a script and they didn't know who was coming back. So... I don't think that's the best episode of the season. It was the one that satisfied me the most to see all those characters back. But as an episode, it was okay. Uh, it, to me, it's kind of like the Mandalorian um, season two finale. You know, Everybody says this is the greatest episode ever of the Mandalorian. Uh, we did a review of that. I said, this isn't even the best episode. It's maybe in my top three, top four of the season, but it's not even the best episode of the season. It had the best 10 minutes because I got what I wanted to see. Uh, and that's kind of what that—that's what I—that's what that episode was for me. But I, I love the idea now that these other characters are coming back and go back and listen to our Aaron Schwartz interview. Uh, you know, Carp, there's a plan. So I, at least in season two, we know that they are making plans. What are they going to do with these characters? And that's what I'm more excited about.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I mean like with that scene at the end when they're all playing hockey and they've got the jerseys on. It's kind of although I do question the nostalgia around the jerseys because in D2 and D3 it was ne- it was only Charlie who hung on to that green jersey everyone else never wore their green jersey it was all about mm-hmm. the Anaheim Mighty Ducks logo that we got at the you know the end of D2 and then into D3 right so um, kind of I love I mean is it again is it just copyright like because Disney doesn't own them anymore they can't do it so they've got to go back to well we own this jersey which again I still say if the Anaheim Ducks want a, like a throwback jersey for reverse retro for the next mm-hmm. season if they want to actually fucking sell those things on those ugly fucking ones they did in the first <laughs> time they did reverse retro do the mighty like do it like I, I will say since we last recorded i have bought my bombay jersey it is on the way i'm waiting for it to arrive nice. um, so uh sadly we would have finished these by then maybe for season two but um yeah i mean they're nice little moments kind of to see those and yeah but i mean the ending uh like this whole like we talked about the regional competition in the first one that kind of the state champions and all of a sudden now they're going to like this massive statewide competition that makes no sense. And then what are they going to do next season now that they're actually going to be the ducks, the ducks, ducks, like,
1: well, ugh. that we, well, we first, before we get there, uh, <laughs> you just quickly want to mention is you talked about the ducks jerseys. They bring in, if we really want to connect this to the original movies, should we not have had new Charlie say? But, but we're the dope bothers (laughs) coach. I
0: don't want to be a dope. We're being sponsored Charlie. (laughs) Uh,
1: But um, yeah, no, the the ending of the show, this is the other thing. I I think I told you about it. I'm like, I feel like they capture the feel of the originals, the tone. They got a lot of the characters that fit, but the ending was just a mess to me. Uh, This is the longest episode they had. I think it was the only Mm. one that really went much over 30 minutes. I think it was like 40, 45 minutes even. Um, they put too many things. This is Lauren Graham's character in an episode. Too many things in one episode. You have them go all the way to States and then you throw in at the last minute. No, the real game is going to be for the name of the Ducks. I like the idea of for the name of the Ducks because it does. It does call back to the Mighty Ducks three, you know, but why weren't these two episodes? Because the, the finale to me was just a complete mess trying to watch. And you end up with this disappointment of they didn't win States you are like oh they got this other game but now you know there's 10 minutes left in the show they're not going to disappoint you twice it was just way too much disappointment and th- this is uh, uh, another sports show that i think is probably the greatest sports show of all time friday night lights friday night lights did something different in every season and uh we talked about glee throughout the, the mighty Ducks movies glee did something similar it's like well we're gonna have these you're gonna have to go through this step and then this step you don't always have to have a championship When you go all the way to the state championship of season one, what are you going to do in season two? Are they going to go to the the junior Olympics? You know, uh, this could have been two seasons. You should have had season one be, this is about the name. You don't even have to tell the audience. Uh, Friday Night Lights was daring enough to do a season where the team only won a single game the entire season. It wasn't, we're going to go all the way to state championships. It wasn't, we're going to win our regional championship. They lost every single game for nine episodes straight. And then the final episode, we just want to win one game. It gives you something to root for. You should have done this as they lose every single game. And you don't have to have that be a downer. Mighty Ducks 3, we were both kind of caught off guard about how little they actually follow the team and the league in that. You see a couple of games, but you don't have any gauge on where they're at. You didn't have to have that. You just have them show games and then be, okay, we we, we missed the playoffs. That's it. We're out. They lost the game. Let's do episode nine. They lose the game to actually make it into the playoffs by losing to the ducks. Then the challenge comes. All right. When the championship is all over, we're going to have another game. And that's the final episode. That finale was just, we're going to cram two seasons worth of storytelling into 40 minutes.
0: Well, you, you know they're going to win the state championship next season now because they didn't win it in the first one, right? So that's their excuse. But, um, yeah, because yeah, Glee, didn't they, like, they lose regionals first and then they go they win at the second year, I think so, yeah. Yeah. And, like, another one that, um, I don't know if you ever watched it, probably not your demographic, clearly mine, because it's about gymnastics, was uh, Make It or Break It and kind of, the whole idea behind that was them qualifying for the 2012 Olympics and kind of, I think by the end of it, it got canceled like half, I thought it was the second or third season. So they kind of, you know, I'm sure they probably had a grand plan of maybe they'll do a season where they go to the Olympics. But ultimately I think from memory, it was like them going to a trials to make the national team and they might have gone to a world championships or something. But I remember the show ended with basically like the, the main three girls, I think at that point, all making the 2012 Olympic team. That was it you know you, you could have done a whole season of them going to the olympics but no that's how it ended and i kind of i like that sort of stuff when they do that on a sports show but um yeah i don't know i i i i don't like this idea that next season all oh, the ducks name is back like it's ah uh, just it's kind of like well, how the Winnipeg than, oh, Jets are. not The Winnipeg it. Jets, like I love the real, it though, because it's not it's nah. not the Don't
1: Bothers anymore.
0: The worst no, name like ever. I, like I, but what? But, but my point is, is that they shouldn't even have to have the Don't Bothers. They should just have it so that, again, as I said, the Ducks suck now, and they I don't know, but like I hope that the 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 Ducks in this go back to being called District 5. If you want a good throwback in Season 2, they have to change their name, make them District 5 again. That would be uh, hilarious. I would be on board with that.
1: They have a Minnesota Peewee reverse retro night. Yeah. And the Ducks jerseys have to be District 5. There, it's got to be.
0: There's an Anaheim Ducks reverse retro. Yeah. District fucking D5. 5. <laughs> Come on. But, like, I like – um. I, the, you mentioned, like, the, the Canadian kid with the lease. I, I do kind of like a lot of Minnesota Wild sort of references, mm-hmm. kind of. You know, it makes sense, obviously, now that they've got their team back. And um, Where's yeah, the mean means? Uh, this is why know. we need Julie on here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Where was where's Julie the cat back? Where's my return <laughs> of Julie the cat? All right? That's what I want. Hashtag not my ducks. No Julie the cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no She's main
0: means. Cooking now? I don't know. Wow. The
1: that there really not much else we can cover in the show, but there's the one thing I guess we could talk about. I mean, they're going to bring more people back in the second season. I feel like this is a setup, and now everybody's – it's the same thing that happened with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, they got two actors from the original, and now I think heading to season four, they've checked almost every single box of every single actor who's ever been on Karate Kid coming back to the show. Uh, so – I'm sure we're going to get carp uh, Aaron Schwartz, maybe even alluded towards that, whether he was allowed to or not go back and listen to the interview.
0: If Sean Weiss is okay. We want, Oh, Goldberg
1: we got to have Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, maybe Jesse, we finally get a closure to Jesse's story arc.
0: That would, I think that would be cool with like Aaron Schwartz. Like if they actually bring back like Jesse and Peter, like bring back kind of like originals that like we never saw again. And like Jesse, obviously, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Bash brothers have a return, um, have um, Portman come back. Obviously, I want Julie the Cat. Um, you know, you could even bring back, like, some of the original Hawks kids. Like, I, I don't know, just random little like, – I always like when they bring back random ones, right, that, you know, it's kind of just – it's a bit off there. But, I mean, obviously, the big one is Charlie. We we, we want to mm-hmm. see – and, like, I want to see a, a – like, if you're bringing back Joshua Jackson, If uh, I, I don't know if Emilio signed on for Season 2. I know they've announced a Season 2, but – yeah, you wanna you want a Joshua Jackson and Emilio Estevez like that. That's what oh, we yeah. want. That's what we need. Um, but I also do hope that if they bring back in like, again, as I keep going on about Banks, like I want them to have a line with like if you're bringing back Banks, have a line, have something about what happened to him. Maybe he played mm-hmm. one season. Maybe he got drafted by Anaheim and then his wrist played up, and then that was you know something happened. I don't know, just just have it because I just feel it's just a bit cheap if you don't have the great star of this franchise not go on to bigger and better things. Maybe Julie the Cat is the first full-time female goalie in the NHL Mm -hmm. or maybe she went on to win a gold medal at the Olympics, like, you know, something like that. Like maybe that's why she wasn't there. Um, So because isn't there a line? Isn't somebody in this movie talks about going to the Olympics or something about one of them, one of the players Mm, like going to the It wasn't banks. We know that. No, I'm pretty sure, like maybe Bombay or one of the other sort of the player coaches or somebody says something about nearly going to the Olympics. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I mean, look, you've got a a bevy of characters. Bring back um, the 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 Icelandic coach. uh, Oh yeah, come back. Um, you know, bring oh he's dead now, isn't he? I was going to say uh, Coach Riley, but uh, that's sad. Um, but bring back his son, like <laughs> bring back Michael Cudlitz or whatever. He's got to be sixty now.
1: <laughs> well, Ducksworth
0: is still alive. Like here's the thing: is Ducksworth the the firm suing? Uh, yeah, the don't argue for using the ju- that's that's Ducksworth property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but okay, so there's there's a thing that missing. Why wasn't Lauren Graham's character working for Ducksworth? like oh, the, yeah, the there firm, we go. like there was one great reference I think in the first you find out that the Mighty Ducks play at um Hendrix Arena great throwback to Hendrix apparel from D2 like I love those little mentions but so why why isn't um you know he she working for Ducksworth because that would have then made it you know when Bombay comes back into the fray like oh you're working for Ducksworth I heard he retired or something you know like mm-hmm. something like that like just have a line like the, the name of the Ducks doesn't exist even for <laughs> this man Jesus
1: well, that's it. <laughs> Man's rant's over. Are we over. gonna rate it? Are we gonna rate? We, we it? should rate it. I don't know if we've ever yeah. rated a whole season before. But buy it, rent it, bin it. Um, I'm gonna rent it. I'm not gonna buy it. This is, like I said, kind of in line with D2 for me, and I almost rented D2. Uh, if this were a movie, I could see this being a buy it. Uh, I think as a TV show, it's maybe stretched a little bit too much, but it was entertaining enough. There were things that I didn't care for but nothing that i didn't care for enough that i wouldn't be willing to watch season two
0: look as much as i've criticized it um <laughs> i still enjoyed it like i didn't believe it or not i didn't hate it i just have my grasp <laughs> really? with it that kind of annoy me with it um so i will give it a low rent um it's it's enough to make me watch it uh, season two i probably wouldn't rewatch it but again i didn't like i didn't storm out of it going, ah, rah, rah, you know, like as much as I've complained <laughs> in this episode, like I still, there was stuff in it that I liked that if maybe we're doing this episode a day after I watch it, it can come off the top of my head more. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll yeah. give it a low rent.
1: It's still a rent. So that's a victory. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's coming up soon. I mean, in a couple months, we're going to get to the Matrix movies. There's the new trailer's out. Talk about underwhelming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Doesn't that make you want to see the Matrix 4? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that a great trailer
1: <laughs> but uh we're still trying to get van Dam month done i mean we got we got time now <laughs> that we're done this so van Dam month coming i think we're going to be doing hard target first with matt dyson ben's going to join us for sudden death uh more hockey more hockey yeah we'll just make this the rest of the hockey year and then as we said eventually we're going to be getting to uh Tomorrow, red dawn comes. can <laughs> yeah. Australia month. Tomorrow, when usually, the war
0: began. <laughs> yeah,
1: usually do that in January.
0: Yes, we did it once in January. I think we did it later. July. I don't know. It just happened to be in January this year. But I can't even remember what other movies we said we'd do. But um, sure. i I think I'm satisfied with tomorrow when the war began. Uh, oh, a swinging safari was the one I wanted to do right because we did that, that movie's last year. amazing. We did. Oh, we did do Swede Safari, did we? <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot we did Swede Safari.
1: Damn it! Can we do it again? Sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> Redux. God, I forgot about that. Uh.
1: And then, of course, it's been a long freaky, year. Wow, it's been a very long year. I mean, it's taken us this long to get to Mighty Ducks. So this, at this point, can
0: uh, <laughs> we do uh, uh, Did we do anniversary of Bad Movie Month already this year? What did we do? Anniversary we month, did,
1: didn't we? I think we did anniversary. We haven't done a bad. I Maybe mean, we still have to uh, do a bad.
0: Maybe, Maybe November. I'm not doing cats. I'm not watching cats. Fuck off. No, uh, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll pick something better, <laughs> worse sick. than that. I'm
0: sick that week. I still want to do Electra.
1: Just, we have to do Ooh, a Jennifer I Garner movie, do. and even, <laughs> even if it's the worst Jennifer Garner movie ever, we have to do Electra.
0: <laughs> well, I'll just do Electra. You can watch the movie. So. Yeah. All
1: right. No, well, let's do it the other way around. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't step on my toes, Ben. This is my territory. All right. So we'll have something coming soon. <laughs> and. Sure. Wow, uh, getting ready for that closing line. Um, My name is Colin and sort of my Emilio. Hashtag sort
0: of my Emilio and my name is Ben and what you've said has moved me I will be your wall thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved